Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We come to the recovery greetings and the living word of God. In the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. He loves and cares for you. Hallelujah. Spirit of living God is bestowed upon me. He has anointed me to preach the good tidings. God has sent me to Let us pray. Our loving Father and our God, we appreciate you. Thank you for all you are to us. A great God, a father, a friend, a role model, a comforter, our provider, and our redeemer. Thank you for demonstrating all these attributes and many more to us daily. Thank you for the gift of the Holy Spirit that reveals your person more to us daily. Thank you for your words that has established the expectations ahead of this perilous time. Father, in your world today, we pray that we will find assurance and help. Our minds will be at rest. The various rumbling signs and noises around us will not panic us. Your word will once again assure us of your love, of your covenant, and of your promise for us. As many as we hear your word today, Lord, they will surrender to you in love, not so that we in fear. Thank you for your everlasting love, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. The topic of our message is, Do not panic. Do not panic. Our lead text is taken from the Gospel according to Matthew chapter 24. We read verses 23 to 27. Matthew 24, verses 23 to 27. I read, Then, if anyone says to you, Look, here is the Christ, or there, do not believe it. For false Christs and false prophets will arise and show great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. See, I've told you beforehand. Therefore, if they say to you, Look, He's in the desert. 
do not go out. Or look, he is in the inner rooms, do not believe it. For as the lightning comes from the east and flashes to the west, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. Brethren, the second coming of Christ is the greatest event of all times. The Bible has taught us on what the expectation should be, and like a foretold vision, many of the events preceding this second coming are already happening. But like students' time in preparation for exams, panic, fear, anxiety will not help anyone. All that the serious student needs to do is to keep preparing and double-checking all that the master has taught them in class and the various library education researches. All the instruments in there for the exams should also be set aside to avoid any disappointments. For the diligent students, it's not about if success will be achieved. It's about the grade that he will make and how many others that he had helped will also make it. It's usually a time of harvest for the students' efforts in diligent preparations. For the lazy ones, it's an entirely different story. Brethren, as we approach this epochal event, the various tension build up to that day is imminent. Most of the scary events predicted as precedent to this coming are here. Are we really ready? Are you ready? It will be helpful for us to remind ourselves of the following facts about the second coming of Christ. This will help us prepare rather than live in perpetual fear or confusion of what will happen. Number one, Christ is coming to judge. Jesus Christ is coming to judge. The Bible says in Romans chapter 2, verse 16, Romans 2, 16, that in the day when God will judge the secrets of men by Jesus Christ, according to my gospel, Jesus is coming back as a judge. He is happy with some of your open shows of service and dedication, yes, but he will reveal all your secret lives. This is where the issues are. Your weaknesses will all be revealed and you will be judged. I will be judged. Are you working on those secret areas of your life? The great inspector and judge is coming. Don't panic, but clean up your dirty livings in sin. He will pardon you for your past deeds and give you a new lease of life. God did not create you for destruction, no. He made you in his image so that you can reign with him in his kingdom. It's only sin that can destroy that plan. Please, deal with sin before it destroys your hope in eternity. Number two, there will be no appeals in the judgment. No, there will be no appeals. In Matthew chapter 25, verses 45 and 46, 
Matthew 25, 45, and 46. The Bible says, Then he will answer them, saying, As surely I say to you, inasmuch as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into everlasting life. The judgment of God for man will be final. I pray that under any circumstances, we will all make it to eternal life in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. I don't want to imagine what everlasting punishment will be. No, I don't want to imagine that. But it will be terrible. Number three, the time for this judgment is unknown. The time is unknown. Brethren, the truth is that the time of his coming is unknown. Second Peter chapter 3, verse 10. Second Peter 3, 10 says, But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens will pass away with a great noise, and the elements will melt with fervent heat, both the earth and the works that in it will be burned up. All these valueless toys, houses, cars, mention it, we met away after God will have taken his own. Just make sure that you are among the elects of the Lord. There will be no second chance. Number four, his purpose is to take his own. The purpose of his judgment is to harvest his own. God did not keep us in the dark as to his intentions for judgment, no. When Jesus was being taken away after resurrection, Jesus Christ said in John chapter 14, verse 3, John 14, 3, that, And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again, and receive to myself that where I am, there you may be also. Imagine a couple who had agreed to relocate outside Nigeria to, say, USA. And the husband goes ahead to sort out accommodation, sort out employment, sort out the schools for the children. Unfortunately, by the time the husband is through with all these arrangements, and he comes back six months later to take his family to a place he has prepared. And he comes back to meet the wife with a three-month-old pregnancy. How painful will it be for that man? How pitiful will it be for the woman? That's the implication of being found pregnant with sin at the second coming of Christ. God forbid. Number five, the Bible is the book of judgment reference. The Bible is the book of judgment reference. So, it's an open book judgment. In Revelation chapter 20, verses 12 and 13, Revelation 20, 12 and 13, it says, And I saw the dead, small and great, standing before God, and books were opened, and another book was opened, 
which is the book of life. And the dead were judged according to their works by the things which were written in the books. The sea gave up the dead who were in it, and death and hates delivered up the dead who were in them. And they were judged, each according to his works. In 1 John chapter 5, verse 17a, it says, All unrighteousness is sin. All unrighteousness is sin. May we not be caught up in unrighteousness in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. So brethren, don't panic. Just let the Holy Spirit give you the right insight to what the Bible says for your salvation and obey it. Finally, number six, two everlasting kingdoms will emerge. Two everlasting kingdoms will emerge. From the expositions of the Bible, we know heaven is real and hell is real. Do not be deceived. The story of the end of the rich man and the poor man, Lazarus, in the Bible is thought-provoking. Imagine a man in distress asking for a drop of water to quench his thirst. That's desperation. In Luke chapter 16, verse 24, Luke 16, 24, Jesus narrated the story saying, Then they cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. I pray this will not be your experience or my experience in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Unfortunately, this plea is meaningless. The time of mercy in abundance for those who seek it is while you are alive. Once someone is pronounced dead or rapture has taken place, the door of mercy is shut immediately. Because these two events can happen anytime, let's seek God's mercy while he's near. Like Job determined in his heart, you can also commit yourself to God. In Job chapter 5, verse 8, Job 5, 8, it says, But as for me, I will seek God, and to God I will commit my cause. How about you? In Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, Matthew 6, 33, the Bible says, But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Stop panicking because of news of war and inflation and news of impending doom. Remember the love of God for you. Remember his covenant for you. In Hebrews chapter 13, verses 5b to 6, Hebrews 13, 5b to 6, God said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? 
Know your God and commit yourself to him. He is even ready and available to help you through the trials of life. In the book of prophet Isaiah, chapter 41, verse 10, Isaiah 41, 10, he assured us, fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you, yes. I will help you. I will uproot you with my righteous hand. Hallelujah. This is the promise of God for you. The only condition that will make this promise not to come to fruition is unconfessed and unrepented sins. Unconfessed and unrepented sins. God knows we are not perfect, yes, but he came to pay the ransom for all our past sins. He wants us now to shun sins and live a life that glorifies him. He will then write our names in the book of life. That means we will become his own as long as we don't go back to our vomit. Panicking of fear is not the solution to salvation, no. Let's approach our God in humility and surrender our lives to him. You will then be able to enjoy the benefits of God, being your father, being your friend, being your protector, being your provider, and being your savior. This is what will give you the confidence to proclaim his name and his goodness to others. Congratulations as you take this important step. Want to also sincerely appreciate you for your patience and interest in listening to this message. We believe you have been blessed. You can also listen to this message again and several others that we did broadcast earlier in our podcast streaming codenamed Voice of Trinity. Voice of Trinity. Please help share these messages with others. God bless you richly. Amen. Wonderful Father and our God, we appreciate you for another opportunity to hear your word. Thank you for reminding us of your second coming. Thank you for preparing our mind and heart without panicking us. 
Father, we pray that your counsel for us all the time. We give our mind an understanding and our heart a sober reflection to once again turn to you, Lord. We will serve you with all our hearts and our minds. Devil will not be able to deceive us again. He will not be able to frighten us again. Our confidence in serving you will grow daily that in no time we will have the full assurance of our salvation. We will then be able to confidently tell others in evangelism. Thank you, our Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen.